A recent report found there was a 59% decline in U.S. child poverty from 1993 to 2019. What were the reasons for this? Here to discuss this is Dana Thompson, PhD, author of the report, and a senior research scientist at Child Trends, an organization focused on improving the lives of children and youth. Dana, let's begin with an obvious question. What was the main reason for this much of a reduction in child poverty over 25 years? As you said at the outset, what we found was really a remarkable success story. We've seen an astounding decline in child poverty over the past 25 years, and that's largely thanks to the growth in the social safety net and a healthy economy. So the economy and the social safety net both work together to reduce child poverty. Were you surprised by the amount of this reduction or was it what you expected? I was surprised by the amount of this decline. This is really a historic decline in child poverty, one we have not seen since we started measuring poverty in the United States. When we say social safety net, are we talking primarily about government assistance? Yes. The social safety net is a collection of government programs that are designed to help individuals with limited incomes or those experiencing job loss meet their basic needs. It includes programs like social security, like nutrition and housing assistance, and unemployment insurance. Were there differences in the decline of poverty for different races and ethnicities? Absolutely. So one of the remarkable things that we saw is that child poverty declined across all 50 states and D.C., And across all levels of poverty. So we looked at deep poverty, poverty, and low-income families. And we also saw child poverty decline for nearly all subgroups of children that we examined. So that was children in immigrant and non-immigrant families, across all race ethnicities, and across different family types. However, because poverty declined at a fairly similar rate among all of these groups, the disparities between these groups were quite persistent. So kids and families who face occupational segregation or discrimination, so for example, Black and Hispanic children, are still three times as likely to experience poverty as their peers. If you could wave a magic wand with U.S. policy, what would you change? What recommendations would you have for policymakers? I think to continue this progress, we really need to do two things. One is to ensure that work is a viable option for families to support their children. So we need to make work work for today's families. And we can do that with things like accessible and affordable childcare, higher minimum wages that allow families to pay their bills and paid family and medical leave. And the second thing I think we need to do is when work is not a viable option and during economic downturns, we also need to ensure that we have both a strong and an equitable social safety net so that all children have something to fall back on in times of need. Those are pretty precise numbers. How did you gather the data for the report? We used what's called the supplemental poverty measure. It includes not only family income, but also the cash value of government supports and its calculation of family resources. And so that allowed us to more accurately assess child well-being. I would think that parental employment is a factor in terms of child poverty. Our economy currently is pretty turbulent. Could that have a negative effect on child poverty? Yes, absolutely. Unemployment was one of the factors that we saw contributing to the decline in child poverty over this time period. So 2019 saw lower unemployment rates than we had in 1993, and that was a factor. So as we see unemployment rates go up, we would expect all other things being equal, that to push up child poverty rates. 
Based upon what you learned in your research, what message should public policymakers take from it? The way that we design and implement policies matters a great deal and ultimately determines who's left behind. Some of the recommendations from our report were that we need to design policies based on children's needs rather than parent characteristics. So some children, U.S. citizen children, are missing out on the social safety net because a member of their family might not have a social security, for instance. And then I think another thing is just how accessible we make these programs to families. So we learned a lot in the past year, specifically with the implementation of the child tax credit, about the sort of outreach that's necessary to reach the families that are eligible for these programs, but are not aware of them. Dana Thompson, PhD, a senior research scientist at Child Trends, which is an organization focused on improving the lives of children and youth. Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Our internet services are provided by Payer.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.